Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
may gain some small idea of the seriousness of the situation. Remember, think before you drive. Anticipate an emergency before it happens. And the chances are that when it comes, you will be able to avoid it. Thing. Lord, it was awful. Two 
Oh, that's all I could see. Yeah, they got him in the ambulance there. Looked like it was too late for an ambulance from what I saw. Yeah, at least the woman. She was busted to pieces. Must have been hit by the radiator. All right. Doctor, you better get him to Georgia. I'll see what I can get here. Okay, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. Why not? Come on, you people. Clear away. Let the ambulance get out. Come on. Bring it up. Bring it up. Just walk in. Yeah, let's knock. Shoot. 
Not here. You mean they're running off in their own party? Well, uh, uh, Harry's here, but George isn't. Why don't we talk to Harry, then? Well, listen, uh, I'll get him to come on outside and talk to you. I don't want no police getting the sour apple on my party. Hey, Harry. Yeah? Come here a minute, will you? Sure thing. Right on. Oh. What's on your mind? Say, listen, Harry. These cops want to talk to you about something. Take them outside and do it, will you? Well, I don't know what they want to talk to me about, but... Okay, what can I lose? Harry, have you a red Ford truck? Yeah, what about it? Did you drive it tonight? I have to go through work and stop in the garage. Let's take a look at it, huh? For why? Because somebody driving a red Ford truck killed a woman in the hit-and-run crash earlier this evening. He hit a man, too. By this time, he's probably dead. Well, I've been here all evening. I still want to look at your truck. Okay, come on around to the garage. Take a piece in case we find the truck so we can match it. Yeah. Now, here, here's a 
contest. Say, what's the matter? I figured this was grass on the windshield, didn't you? Sure. Well, it isn't. Huh? Hey, let me look. Yeah, here. My golly, you're right, kid. This grass is from a bottle or several of them. That's what I'd say. And in that case, maybe we're not going to be able to identify the truck so easy as that. Matter of fact, maybe one of the trucks over the drawers that we looked at was the one. We were looking for one with a busted windshield. Yeah. And that puts a slightly different complexion on things. Hey, what do you say we take a run back to the checker cafe and see water? His friend Paul might be back. And anyway, I'm not so sure I believe everything you told us tonight. I'd like to talk to him some more. But as they approach the vicinity of the checker cafe, Cawthorn suddenly grabs her arm. Points to an object down the street a little ways. Larry, look. Up ahead of us there. Looks like a truck. Yeah, it is a truck. And it's painted red. Oh, it couldn't be that we found a pie truck. We'll have a long tie there. We'll look at it. Baker's pies. That's the baby, all right. Yeah. And Ted, take a look at that front fender. All crumpled up. Look, Larry. This truck's only been here a little while. Well, the motor's still warm. I'll bet a dollar to a rotten donut we'll find this Paul fellow at the Checker Cafe. That or else. Yeah, I see what you mean. Come on, we're going back to water. Well, Water, how are you doing with the dish situation, huh? Oh, it's you again. Yeah. Your friend Paul come back yet? Ah, uh, not a sign of him. We, uh... We found your truck, Walter. What? Where was it? A couple of blocks from here. It's been on the wreck, Walter. Then that's the reason that guy never come back. Probably afraid to tell me he busted my truck up. Now, look, Walter, do you really expect us to believe all that? All what? All that stuff about Paul and he's taking your truck. As a matter of fact, you're just trying to cover yourself up. Isn't that right, Walter? No. There's plenty of finding the truck so close to where you are. And yet you say you didn't have anything to do with it. Now, look here, fellas. Listen, I've been telling you the truth. There is a Paul. He just lives a little away from here. You know where? Exactly? Yeah, and I'll take you there. I'm not going to get mixed up in something I didn't have nothing to do with. If Paul busted into somebody, he can take the rap for it, not me. What do you think, Ted? Well, I think this fellow's giving us a runaround. Yeah. He's the one who was driving that truck no, on. No, now listen, fellas, please. You can't railroad me for a thing like this. I'm on the up and up, honest I am. We were pretty tough tonight when we wanted to ask you some questions. I know. You see, it's a, kind of a bad habit of mine, maybe, but it doesn't have anything to do with this. I've been here all evening. And this guy I'm telling you about took the crutch of the boy for some beer. Well, maybe he did run over well, someone on the way. I, I don't know anything about that. But that's no reason I should get hauled up on it. Uh, come on, now, let me show you where he lives, please. Well, I guess there's no harm in that. As long as you don't try any funny ones, such as breaking away, that wouldn't be so good. Oh, I, I won't, honest. All right, Walter, in that case, we can go see your friend Paul. With Walter sandwiched between them in the front seat of their car, Hurst and Cawthorn drive slowly in the direction given by him. Well, uh, take it easy now. Turn somewhere here. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the corner. Turn left here. He lives in a white house down the next block. Okay. And this had better be the still good water. If it's not, we're through playing with you. It's great, all right. I don't know whether he'll be home or not, but where he lives. How much further? Oh, just up the next block. I'll tell you. Hey. What's the matter? That's Paul walking along there. Are you sure this isn't a gag? No, honest, that's him. Pull up the side of the Okay. Hey, you! Wait a minute! Huh? Your name, Paul? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Paul Fred. That's fine. We want to talk to you. But uh, I... Never mind that. You just come along with us. Uh, in the car here. Who are you? Police officer. Come on, in the back there. You get him back to a and keep him company. Okay. 
I don't see what this is all about. Hey, right, Paul. We're going down to Georgia Street Police Station. Good night, Dad. Let's go. Okay.
And then when I when I hit him, I, I stopped and come back and waited. How long, Paul? Until the ambulance got there. That was all I could do. You were there until the ambulance got there? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see him. The, the woman must have been wearing dark clothes. Did you know you hit two people? Well, I, I knew I'd hit the man, but I thought I'd missed the woman. I thought... You didn't see the woman if you thought you'd missed her? Well, Paul? I couldn't see him. And you didn't wait until the ambulance came because there are five witnesses who saw you leave. No, no. I waited. I saw him go. I didn't mean to hurt him. I'm sorry, Paul, but the game's up. You hit those people, and you deliberately left them there on the street. We can't call it murder, Paul, although that's what it amounts to. But we can call it manslaughter, and it'll run. For that, you're going to go where people who commit crimes belong, to the penitentiary. And after a short trial, on the morning of November 29, 1935, hit gun killer Paul Fan, tense, white-faced, stands before Judge Baird, listens for the words that will ring in his ears forever. Paul Fan, you have been found guilty by this court of two counts of manslaughter. You've also been found guilty of hit and run, a brutal, cold-hearted crime. Therefore, Paul Fan, I sentence you to serve a term of from one to ten years on each of the manslaughter counts and from one to five on the hit and run charge, all to be served concurrently in Folsom Penitentiary. Police calling all cars, attention all cars, the cancellation broadcast 173. 
You got your hit and run accident. Suspect in this case is now in custody. That's all. Those are the questions. Lindsley saying good night for Rio Grande.